Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all know what that word comforter means? I just found it out this week. Y'all know what it means? It don't necessarily, it does, but it don't necessarily mean one that just snuggles up next to me and pats me. It means one who pleads my case before the judge. Hey, I want him on my side in the courtrooms of heaven. I want Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, I want you on my side. So don't run from him. What y'all run from him for? Don't run from him. Religion. Y'all know religion is what made him seem so spooky. Because the devil is scared of you getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when the Holy Ghost comes in, I'm, okay, I was fixing to move. I ain't going to move. I ain't, gonna, I ain't going nowhere. When the Holy Ghost comes in, he starts cleaning things up. He starts changing things. He starts making me, my soul, what my spirit is. I just love that when she went, when, when, um, yeah, she said, she, you know, that my, my spirit and my soul, they're two different things. My spirit is saved. That song, I was going down for the last time. <laughs> but now I'm saved. Jesus saved me. He saved my spirit. He saved my spirit. Now my soul is show. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He got my back. Okay, okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. I'm a, mm. My spirit's saved. My spirit's holy. My spirit's pure. There ain't nothing in my spirit. It don't matter what I've been doing. There ain't nothing in my spirit but Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Whoa. Holy Ghost is what's in my spirit. But my soul is a, that's another matter. Because I don't know about y'all. Well, yes, I do. Yes, I do know about y'all. I know about every single one of you in here and all y'all listening to me on Facebook. I know about y'all. Because you're just exactly like me. And before you was born, when you were in your mother's womb, some of us at conception, the enemy, the devil, came to destroy my life. He came to destroy yours. That's that soul. That's my soul. That's where my mind, will, and my emotions are at. And he came and he wreaked havoc on them. And some of us, man, he did a number. He did a number. 
but God, <laughs> but God, but God said, those are my people. Those are mine. And although you were born into a cursed world, a cursed world, hey, God, stay that way. <laughs> y'all. I ain't got to stay that way. He sent me a comforter. He sent me a comforter to go and plead my case before the righteous judge. I ain't got to be all messed up no more. I ain't got to be. Hey, huh? Hey. Hey, look at y'all. Uh, It'll be all right. I can't hold it. You're going to stand up. <laughs> oh, we're just going to talk out our spirit today. Whew. Thank you for people that watch out for you. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Whew, this is family right here. <laughs> this family right here, God. <laughs> Mm. Thank you for placing me. Who right here? Right here. Okay. Um I said that uh my soul messed up. <laughs> and some of us the devil really did a number on. But God sent us that comforter. He sent us the Holy Ghost. Whoo. First he sent his son. He sent his son to take my place. And that blood of Jesus is, there's nothing else any more powerful on earth or in the earth or under the earth or where the sun is. There ain't nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm um, to. I was that's where I was going. I um one day in prayer we was praying and and someone said um something about the throne <laughs> about the throne of grace. And apostle looked at me and she said it's a throne. It's a throne of grace. And it hit my spirit, you know, it there's something to that. And and a lot of times I think that we take the word of God and we think that it's like figurative or you know something like no 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 there's a throne of grace it's in a courtroom in heaven hmm. hey. <laughs> and I have been to heaven <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know I've been to heaven Y'all know we went to heaven just a few minutes ago. We was praying for Brother Arthur. We was in the courtroom of heaven, and we were standing before the throne of grace. And we said, God, we need some help right now. The devil is trying to do something here with this evangelist, and we're not going to allow it, God. We can't, we can't allow it because this is your man. This is your man, God. And that's what you, we, I've been there a bunch of times and I didn't know that that's where I was. 
was. <laughs> I didn't know it. Everyone else out there been to court at some time or another. I've been there. I didn't tell my mom and daddy, but I've been there. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what we do when we go into prayer. We go into the throne. <laughs> Y'all know in, in Revelation, I think it's 12. I think where it says that um, the accuser of the brethren accuses night and day, you know, before the Lord. And, and y'all know what that word means? Because that's what I, I are. I are a teacher. And so I look at words. Hey, we look at them words, and, and that accuser is one who brings a case. <laughs> one who brings a case of offense before the judge. That's what that word means. It means a plaintiff. So, so when I get born into this world, <laughs> and it ain't my fault. It is not my fault. But when I get born into this world, I come in here with all this stuff that's already on me from mom and daddy. I love y'all, but from mom and daddy and grandma and grandpa and great-grandma and great-grandpa, all the, sin, the sins of the fathers are visited upon the children to the third and fourth generations, okay? And that stays that way until we go into the courtroom and we break it. <laughs> that was good news. That was good news. Great, great grandpa. Well, mine was a um, a worshipful master in the Masonic Lodge. Ain't no worshipful master, but God Almighty. God Almighty is the only worshipful master ever. And when you set yourself up and you do those kinds of things, you come in covenant with a demon, with Satan. You come in covenant with him. Every time I got inebriated, I made a contract with the devil. Set my kids up. That's what I was doing. I was setting my kids up. Not just me. None of this stuff is about me. It ain't about you. It's not about you. It's about everybody else that comes along. But God made a way. He said, mm. he said, I want to look at Hebrews 4, and I'm going to start with verse 11. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest everyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit. My spirit is saved, okay? My spirit man is pure. My spirit man is, my spirit man is everything that God says it is, everything, okay? It's everything that it says it is. But I told y'all, y'all so messed up. <laughs> My soul messed up. It's messed up. And Sister Witt brought it out so great how it's broken. You know, in one area I can be great. I, you know, my soul is in line with my spirit. But in other areas it's not. It's broken because God hasn't, I haven't allowed him to come in and heal those things. And I need to, I need to go into the courtroom, right? 
But this, but this word, y'all, this word is a, did y'all hear it? Okay, let's do it again. Okay, okay. It says, for the word of God is living and it's powerful. Ain't nobody in this building that likes to roll around drunk in the Holy Ghost better than me. <laughs> Mm-mm. I challenge every one of you. There ain't nobody here likes it more than me. I did that. Y'all know what's... I like it better than any of y'all. But that's not what brings change. That sure makes me feel good, and it makes me feel loved, and it makes me feel all them goosebumps. And devil don't care how many goosebumps I get. He don't care. The Word of God is living and it's powerful, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Woo! You know what that means? It knows your business. <laughs> the word of, the, okay, just the word of God knows your business. And the word of God can separate all the junk from my spirit and what God says I am, who God says I am, not who the devil says I am. Because he tells me I ain't no good. He tells me I don't do enough. He tells me um, that I'm wrong 99% of the time. He beats me over the head with all kinds of stuff. Y'all know how many years he told me I wasn't even saved? About as many years as he told you you wasn't? He ain't got no new tricks. That's because his old tricks still work. A to the men. Oh, as this clock says 7.53, I was like, what? I must have been out for a while. Jesus. The word of God is living and it's powerful. And the word of God will bring change in my life when it's taught or preached or prayed under the anointing. Because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Amen. And the yokes are on my soul. It's my soul that's still struggling with sin. It's my soul that still struggles with uh, eating that whole package of Oreos. We think that's, that ain't nothing. Yes, it is something. That is a struggle. As much so as cigarettes or meth or crystal or Jack Daniels or sex. Come on. Shopping. Gambling. It's the same thing. Uh-oh, self-righteous, mean and hateful, judging somebody else, gossiping to get my prayer request out there. Same thing, the devil. And it's in my soul. Ain't in my spirit. So I know, I know, I know some folks, myself included, the saved 
when when that trumpet sounds, huh, you can bet I'm gonna hear it. <laughs> I'm listening for it every day. I'm gonna hear it. And I'm gonna be gone. And I think that he's probably waiting <laughs> till I get all these wrinkles out. Till I get this stuff took care of in my soul. Amen. Yes, thank you. Thank you for waiting on us, God. But he's telling us today, he's telling us how we, how we can get in there and we can do that. We can get this soul took care of. Mm. Verse 13 says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight. We can't hide from him. Nothing that we do in the darkness is hidden from him. You know, I might act one way when nobody's around, and I might think, well, just one more time. I, I'm going to quit tomorrow, God. I promise I'm going to quit, but I just I need, I need it right now. I just need to do this right now. And, and, and nobody sees me, but he does. He sees me because there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That means he sees the inner parts, parts, plural, plural, plural parts, because I'm broken and shattered into so many different pieces. But he sees all of those. I'm naked before him, and it's to him that I give account. No one else. I don't give account to anyone else because he is the righteous judge, not me. Not you. He's the righteous judge. I can't judge anyone else because I got my own struggles. I got my own stuff going on. Amen. 14 says, seeing then that we have a great high priest (laughs) who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. He is our great high priest, and he has been touched with our infirmities. He, he knows what we're going through because it said that every temptation he was tested with, every one of them, yet he came through with no sin. Amen? Okay. Oh, I, that's what I was just, I could have just read that. That's the next verse. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And now verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. How many of us need mercy? Oh, my God, I need mercy. I need mercy, God. I need mercy for every single time that I mess up. I need mercy, God, for the times that I allow my soul to pull me into something and I don't make my soul line up with the Spirit i got to make my soul line up with the Spirit. I have to make it. It, ain't, it don't die easy, y'all. i got to make my soul line up. That's why Romans 12 says to, to don't be conformed to the world, but renew your mind. I've got this right here. My mind is my soul. My mind, my will, and my emotions. I have, that's my soul. And I have to renew my soul by this, this right here. And I can read this 
and read it and read it and read it and read it and play it in my ear at night, play it in my ear when I'm jogging, because y'all know I jog. <laughs> play it in my ear, you know. But I have to, at some point, I'm going to have to get down to the nitty-gritty and get this thing in my spirit. I got to get the Word in my spirit. And that comes through prayer. That comes through prayer. That comes through me getting alone with God and prepping myself. And God's going to speak a word to me when, when I'm alone with him. And then he's going to speak a word to me when someone says something to me. And then I'm going to come in church and it's going to come from, from a, somebody else is going to be preaching forth and, and the word is going to come out. And it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of ways that God speaks to us. Lots of ways. That we'd be driving down the road, sitting on the beach, looking at the rocks, and God speaks. Amen? But we then got to take that. We got to take that word, and we got to, for lack of a better word, work that word. Okay? We got to take it whenever she heard that I'm the lifter of her head. And every single time, you're the lifter of her head. Thank you, God, that you're the lifter of her head. And what, what was happening, and I think that we're going to be more aware of what's happening from now on. We're gonna, I know I am. I'm going to be more aware that I just stepped into the courtroom of heaven, and, and, and that enemy, that accuser over there, is accusing me of something. Day and night, he is bringing my offense to God. He also brings it to my ear. Oh, and you know, there's one, there's one scripture that says to agree with your adversary quickly. While you're on your way to the court, <laughs> make it right before you ever even get there so you don't get thrown into prison. That's in Matthew 5. And so what that means is, let me just give you a little demonstration. I'm going along about my day, and the enemy whispers in my ear, and he says, you just cussed your husband. I didn't cuss him out loud, but I did in my brain. Because I don't let them words come out of my mouth. I got enough God in me that I don't, you know, I don't cuss out loud. Y'all got enough God in you that you don't cuss out loud? Well then, no, that's self-righteous. That right there, he'll bring it to you too. But he, brought, he brings that word to me. You just, you ain't even... What kind of Christian are you cussing your husband like that? And this is what you do. You are absolutely right. Oh, my word, I did. I did. I just thought those awful things about him. I am so, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Father, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> I repent, God. I see the wickedness and the error of my ways, and I repent right now, Father, for cussing my husband. I repent for thinking those awful things about him. I repent, God, and I won't ever do it again. But, God, I have got to have some mercy and some grace. Y'all don't, don't think things like that? Well, I do. I do. When the word says that we come boldly before the throne of grace, that, that word boldly means that I come with assurance. It don't mean that I come busting up in there like I'm somebody and God, you, you best handle this. It don't mean that at all. 
It means that I come with assurance that I am his, and he has already spoken words over me. Y'all remember the book? Y'all remember the book? He's written a book about us. Each one of us, there's a book written about us. It's in heaven, and it's sealed up until my worship opens it up. Okay? And I can take that, and I can say, God, your book says, the book that you wrote about me, it says this. But the enemy is telling me that I ain't even saved. That's what he's telling me. And then you say, but God, I really need to hear your verdict. I need to hear your verdict on this. And then you'll hear him speak to you. And whatever he speaks to you is law. Y'all know he's the king of all kings. And when a king decrees something, it is law and it cannot be changed. Ain't that good? Because the judge, this judge that we're talking about, that's seated on that throne, that's my daddy. (laughs) That's my daddy. And he loves me. And he wants the best for me. He wants me to just learn how to come in and say, uh, the devil is saying this. And I, I need him to shut up. Because you say this. And what you say is law. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I can come boldly to that throne of grace. Just with the assurance. It's assurance. It also means cheerful courage. I'm happy about coming to that throne. Because it is a throne. It is a courtroom. If you look in, in the book of Revelations, that whole thing takes place in a courtroom. The whole thing, Psalms 119, 154 tells us to come and state our case. Come state your case before the righteous judge. All truth is parallel, right? So whenever something's going on, if we get in trouble, we end up in court. If somebody is just mean and hateful and they want to bring something against me, they take me to court, right? And so that's what this whole thing is. It's court. But I have Jesus. He's the great intercessor. And he is my advocate. Holy Ghost. He's the one that pleads my case. (laughs) And then we have the great cloud of witnesses. That's all those who know us that are there. They're there already. And they can come into that courtroom too. I don't have a full, complete revelation on this, but I bet you I'm fitting to get it. (laughs) Because this excited me when I started hearing all of this. I'm like, oh my goodness. We do this all the time here at these altars. That's what we do. I just didn't realize that's where we were. So we're going to continue. He, he, tell, he told us to, to tear down and root out and pull up. That's what that is, saying, but God, the enemy said this. And, and then he shows us the root of the matter, the, the root of the stronghold, the reason the stronghold is there. See, the enemy is going to come. He's going to poke you. He's going to torment you. He's going he's to do everything that he can do because there, he has legal grounds to do it. Them strongholds. Those strongholds. Some of them were put on us. Some of them I created. But we can be set free. 
because we have an advocate. And the righteous judge is my father. Hallelujah. I was more excited about that than anything else. That the judge, see, we all, we go and stand before the judge, and the judge is not for me. I got to, you know, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but how many of us know that's not always the case? But that judge is not for me. But this judge is for me. He is for me. This judge is madly and passionately in love with me. And so whenever I come and I stand before him and the accuser is making a case against me, he is the one that's saying, come on, baby, come on. Give me the words. Come on, you got to give me, plead your case. Tell me what I said about you. And then he is going to every single time. He's going he's gonna to rule in my favor every single time, every time. So whenever we come boldly to that throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Grace means divine influence upon the soul. It's not just unmerited favor and blessings. It is his influence on me. So he gives me the ability to do what he's telling me to do. He gives me the ability to become what my spirit man is. I didn't nobody shout about that. He gives me the ability. It's his ability. And I come and throw myself on that, on that throne, and I find mercy. It's the, it's the throne of me being able to do what he called me to do. It's the throne of me being able to do what he called me to do. It's the throne of me being able to do what he says for me to do. For me to become what he says I am. That's where we're going. That word obtain means to grab a hold of something with the intent to use it. With the intent to use it. So I can't come cry out to God and, and say I need some mercy and grace, God, and then just sit back and think he's going to do everything. I have to use what I just got. And how I use what I just got is say, mm, God, you are the glory and the lifter of her head. You're the one that lifts her head, God. I thank you, Lord, that my son stands like this. And he is on fire for you. Fire, because that's what I saw one day praying for him. I didn't know he could sing. I didn't know he, he could play a little on the guitar at that time. But I had never heard him sing. It wasn't in nobody's mind that he was going to do praise and worship. Nobody's. It was in God's mind. And one day, one night, I didn't realize what I was doing. But I went to the throne. I went to the throne in prayer, and I was praying for my little boy right there. Well, he's a grown man now, but, you know, I was praying for him. 
And as I, I started, the Lord just started revealing things that was on him, and I started breaking those things off of him and just breaking those things off of him, breaking those things off of him. And I felt a release in that. And all of a sudden, I'm just standing there. I'm, thank you. Thank you for his life. I thank you that you save him, God. I thank you that he belongs to you. And all of a sudden, I saw, I saw lights, like stadium, like lights on a stage. And I saw him standing there with his head up and his arms out, and he was nothing but fire, nothing but fire. And I said, thank you, God, that he's on fire for you. He's on fire for you. And then he ran off and moved to Texas, and I said, thank you, God, that he's on fire for you. Thank you that he burns for you, God. He burns for you. And, and, and then he come back, and he didn't come to this church. <laughs> he didn't come here. And I said, thank you, God, that he burns for you, that he is on fire. He is consumed with you. Thank you for it, Father, because that's what God said. That's what he said. And I didn't say nothing to him. And I, and I, I had a dream about Hunter a couple of weeks ago, and, and you, we're going to another level, y'all. We're, going, we're coming into this universal level, and, and, and it's a big thing. And I dreamed that I was, I was getting on this bus, and I kept wanting to call Hunter. Josh was on it, and I kept wanting to call Hunter, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him because, you know, his relationship with God between him and God. I can't do nothing about that. And I, I, I'd dial his number, and then I'd stop. And I'd dial his number, and then I'd stop, you know. And then I said, okay, God, I give him to you. This is yours. And I turned around, and when I turned around, Hunter was going, I made it. <laughs> and so now all I say is, he made it. Thank you, God. He made it. He made it. He made it. That's, that's the word of God over the situation. And, y'all, it's not hard. I know that some of you guys think that it's just so hard. How do I even get a word from God? How? It's not hard. It's not hard at all. You just come before him that's all you just come before him and you go God I, I'm acknowledging that you are God I am not and you are and I just need us I need a word over this situation because this right here is what's happening and you tell him what's happening and God I need to hear what you, I need your verdict <laughs> I need to hear what you say about this and then he'll speak to you he might not speak at that instant, but he's going to speak. And you just keep your ears open. Keep your ears open for his word. Because Julie's sitting out there on that beach. I mean, we could have just thought that was just a, you know, mm -mm. you got to keep your ears open. And your mind stayed up on him. And when he speaks to you, you're going to know he just spoke. He just spoke. And then you take that word to the bank, honey. You can take that word. You stand on that word. You do your warfare with that word. You praise with that word. When everything else looks like it's falling apart and that's the last thing that's going to happen, you stand on that word. Thank you, God. Thank you that he is on fire for you. Thank you, Father, that he made it. He's on the bus. That's what you do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that we can come to this throne of grace, God, and I can find help. <laughs> I find help when I need it. And I need help, God. I need help. I need help.
And if there's any of you, anybody out there that needs some help right now, you've got a situation or a circumstance or just something in your soul where your soul is not lined up with your spirit, man, and you need to come to that throne, then I just invite you to come. Come up here to these altars and we'll come into agreement with you and we'll pray for you. And I know that God is going to speak to you. I know that he will. Hi, we hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. Now for more information and to stay connected with us, tune in on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.